Don't think about it as one deal. I need to get that one deal done and then figure out the second or the third one. Those deals, they don't work in silos. And so think about it as it's a business. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Ellie Perlman. Ellie, how are we doing today? Hey, Theo. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I'm looking forward to our conversation. We've spoken a lot via email, so it's good to hear your voice and talk to you virtually. Before we get started, a little bit about Ellie. She is the founder of Blue Lake Capital, currently has a portfolio of $65 million in multifamily properties, host of the podcast That Really Happened. She is launching a mentorship program called Ready to Scale, which teaches people how to not only become a multifamily syndicator, but how to start and scale a business. So we're going to be focusing on a lot during this interview today. She is based in Santa Monica, California. You can say hi to her at ellieperlman.com. A link to that will be in the show notes. And if you recognize her name and or her voice, that's because she was a co-host on a follow-on Friday with Joe while I was on a baby vacation. And that was called Keeping an Open Mind with Investments and Leaving Your Job for Real Estate Investing. And we'll put a link to that YouTube video in the show notes as well. So Ellie, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely. For that, just uh, one little thing. Actually, the portfolio that I have today is 93 million, not 65. So I've grown since last time I sent you uh, my bio and if you scale, you, you do it quickly. So a little bit about my background. I actually started my career back uh, in 2007 in Israel, my accent. And I started as a real estate lawyer and I've experienced the crash with my clients. And that made me a very conservative investor because I've seen what being not conservative and a bit aggressive can do to you. And then after the crash, which I thought was an interesting couple of years, I moved to property management. And then after four years, I decided to move to the United States started investing, had some time to go to MIT and got my MBA degree. And where basically beyond my legal education and my experience in real estate, I was also exposed to the entrepreneurial world and how to start businesses, how to scale, how to raise capital for VCs. And uh, at some point I said, hey, I want to go back to real estate. And I, I went back to real estate and this time as an investor. And so I've made a full circle from basically from the legal to property management and then finally in investment. And I, I chose to focus on multifamily. And I think the fundamentals are very strong as probably, you know, and a lot of your investors know. And today my company buys properties across the U.S. And that's what I do. 
Perfect. Thanks for sharing. So you're ready to scale. We talked a little about that beforehand, but you're trying to match becoming a multifamily syndicator with starting and, and scaling a business. So you kind of take this any direction you want to. So I'll ask you, how do you start and scale a multifamily business? Sure. So I think the one thing that I see many new syndicators do that I did a bit differently was focusing on getting that first deal, which is important, but basically focus on getting the first deal done and then say, okay, let's get it done, learn how to do it. Then we go to the second one and the third one. And because I had that entrepreneurial background, I looked at things a bit differently and I said, how can I start this business from day one? So I can basically scale it and build it as a syndication business. I chose not to focus only on the first deal, but build systems and processes so I can actually scale it. And I know that's a huge pain point for a lot of syndicators. There's so much to do and there's so many moving parts and that could be very overwhelming. So that's why it's so important to have everything in place to set you up for success. But my first deal to your question I basically started by partnering with someone that was more experienced than me when I started. So when I did that, I had more time to focus on building those processes. So by partnering, I took part of the deal, part of the responsibilities that for me, that was mainly on the capital raise side. And the other part was done by the other partners. And that way I had the time and the focus to really build a company. So next time, everything moved a lot faster, a lot Mm -hmm. better, and a lot more efficient. So you said the focus for you starting out was building these system and processes. So what are some of these initial system and processes that you put together during that first deal? And maybe talk a little bit about how those have evolved now that you've you've kind of gone through the experience of doing these deals and growing a portfolio of, of $93 million in multifamily. Sure. So one of the main things that I've changed and I've learned from the first deal that I've done was to really automate the process. So instead of calling investors one by one, which is one of the mistakes that I've done early on while I was still building the company and understanding how and where I can automate the process, I had a list of investors and I called each and every one of them and told them about the great deal that we're buying. And that was a very long and tiring process. And I found myself listening to myself over and over again, going over the same stuff with every investor. So the next time around, the one big thing that I've done, besides sending an email to all the investors that I had on my list, by using MailChimp, that was very helpful because I could really see who opened the email, who clicked on the link, and I could focus on those who were more likely to invent. But I I found out that if I hold an investor conference call and record it and go over the investment once, so I dedicated 45 minutes to it, go over the investment, answer questions at the end, I open it to questions from investors. It just worked like magic. Right after, and actually while the call was in progress, I started receiving text messages and emails from investors saying, sign me up. I'm in, I'm investing 100,000, 50,000, 300,000, whatever it was. And that way I found the way to basically tell the story and go over the investment pitch with 60 or 70 investors in 45 minutes instead of telling the same story over and over again. And so some of them 
gave me the green light right away. And some investors who still had some questions that haven't been answered, we basically focused the conversations that I had with them on very specific questions, one or two or five questions that were very specific. And that made the entire capital raise a lot easier. So that little trick really helped me automate the process. Perfect. And the best of your listeners, we've got a lot of blog posts as well as syndication school episodes on that conference call she's talking about. So if you just go to joefairless.com and search new investment offering, you'll find all of that content. All right. So you, the one system you put into place was instead of calling people one at a time, you did the conference call. What other systems processes do you have in place to, to automate and kind of help you scale faster? Sure. So I want to shift the focus from capital raise to sourcing deals. So I found out that there has to be a system to basically go over every deal so I can track and see what my acquisitions team is doing and where they are in the process. So you start with the whiteboard and you say, what's the first step that happens when you look for deal and what is the last step? So the first step was basically source deals. And when I say source deals, I mean, go online and search for deals, contact brokers, ask them questions. I literally wrote every step of the process, which websites do I, I want my team to search? What questions, which brokers to reach out to? Because some of them I already knew, which questions to ask. And then every step of the way, when do you reach out to your property manager? Where do you reach out to your, the property tax expert to get a quote? So all these different steps I've built using a great tool called Airtable, and I believe it's free to use. So it's basically kind of a project management tool where I can see every morning when I check to see where my team is, I can see how many deals are being underwritten, how many deals we're waiting for information from a property management company, how many are in a pipeline. So basically my team would move deals from one step to another and I plugged in where in the process I want to get involved. So before we submit an LOI, I want to see the deal, want to go over the numbers. And then once I give it a green light, my team can move forward and we can submit the offer. And then if we're in the best and final, then this is the time where I fly out because I live in California and I invest in, as I mentioned, out of state, Florida, for instance. So I know when I see it, I have a snapshot of everything that is happening in every single moment in the business where each deal is. And that's very helpful. You mentioned that you've got a team of people helping with these deals. So how does your team fit into this having systems and processes helping you scale? And then what tips do you have for people who are wanting to scale their business about finding the right team members, interviewing team members, ongoing training, things like that? So when it comes to where they fit in the process, when I started, I built a process with them because you got to understand that basically this is how you want to build a process, but you have a team that should feel comfortable and not frustrated. So we're always changing and tweaking the process so everyone can be happy, but it also has to make sense, of course. And my goal was at first to be more involved. And as my team learned how I think and understood what I needed exactly, I was able to pull myself a little bit out of the process so I don't need to walk them through every step of the way. But before we submit an offer, this is where I get involved. This is where I want to review everything. And that freed up my time to work on other parts of the business. So that's kind of to answer your first question. The second question was about, can you remind me what was the second question about? Yeah, yeah. So how did you find them? What was the process mm, for hiring yeah. people on your team? 
Yeah, absolutely. I have a mentoring program and part of uh, what I'm teaching is how to build a team on a budget because most people don't start with a million dollar in their bank to invest in starting a company. So it really depends what part of the business you're trying to hire. So for marketing, for instance, and investor relations, you can use anything from Craigslist to LinkedIn, which LinkedIn is more expensive, but will give you, generally speaking, higher quality candidates. And then when it comes to the acquisitions team, you have basically three main sources that I've been using. One of them is Upwork, which there's many underwriters and acquisition managers there, and you basically pay them by the hour. The downside is that most people there have full-time jobs, so they can only work in the evenings and on weekends. So you've got to make sure that you feel comfortable with that. The second source is Select Leaders, which is a website mainly for investment banking and real estate jobs. So you do get quality talent there. I think it's about five or $600 for two months. And my favorite is actually LinkedIn, where I found the highest quality talent and these days you can set up a daily budget of $20 a day, $30 a day. And based on that budget, LinkedIn's algorithm is going to push your job in the internet. So that's kind of mainly how I got my talent. I have very specific questions that I'm asking them. And when I hire, I find four or five different characters that are important for me when it comes to hiring this person. And I rank the importance of each of them. And when I interview, I give a certain score. So by the end of the day, I have a weighted average of the score of that candidate. And on my mentoring program, I also provide all the tools that I'm using, all the spreadsheets and all the processes that I'm using in my business. But generally speaking, this is how I hire using this process. And that helps me hire a lot faster than it usually should. Take. All right, Ellie, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate advice ever is to think about a syndication as a business. Don't think about it as I need to get that one deal done and then figure out the second or the third one. Those deals, they don't work in silos. And so think about it as a, it's a business. It's not only a syndication. I like to call it a syndication business. And once you think about it from the get-go, that would kind of shape the way that you build your syndication empire. So that would be my best ever advice. All right, Ellie, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, absolutely. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular, want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. All right, what is the best ever book you've recently read? The best book that I've read recently was The One Thing by Gary Keller. And it actually teaches you how to use your time and how to focus so you can get more done in a short period of time. What deal did you lose the most money on? I haven't lost any money on deals, but I would say there are many deals. What I do lose is deals, period. So 
I lose deals to other sponsors that are overpaying for them, and I'm not willing or ready to overpay for any deal. Besides your first deal and your last deal, what is your best ever deal? My best ever deal was a deal in Florida that we found out that the owner renovated all the units and only started raising rents two or three months before we bought it. So we basically got a fully renovated nice. complex with $250 rent premiums that we're just implementing. I don't know why he did it. And he basically told the broker later that he made a mistake and he should have done it a while ago. But that's why it was 100% occupied when we bought it. So that was one of the best deals that I've done. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I love speaking with people who are starting out and, and seek advice. And so just share my knowledge and prevent them from making the mistakes that I've done. That's one way. The second way is that my husband and I, when we got married a year ago, basically all the gifts that we received, we started a charity fund for kids to educate them about entrepreneurship and just give them a chance as kids and basic in communities that wouldn't have gotten the chance to learn about entrepreneurship and finance. And that's a project I'm passionate about. So that would be right. the second way. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? The best ever place to reach me would be my website. That would be ellieperlman.com. And Ellie is spelled E-L-L-I-E. So you can get in touch with me there or email me at ellie at ellieperlman.com. Perfect. And we'll have that contact information in the show notes. Well, Ellie, I had a great time talking to you today. Just to quickly summarize what we went over. Again, the focus was how to start and scale a business. And kind of the main theme is that when you are starting a multifamily business, a syndication business, really any business, rather than focusing on how you're going to get that first deal done or get that first contract done, you want to focus on creating systems and processes that will allow you to scale your business long-term in doing that from the get-go. And a few examples that you gave were, one, instead of calling investors whenever you have a new deal, instead of calling investors one by one, which is going to take a long time, with example, 60, 70 investors, an hour each, that's 60 hours of your time. Instead, you started to do conference calls, 45 minutes long, were able to present the entire deal to those 60 to 70 people and you even had some people texting you and emailing you commitments to invest in that deal while on the conference call. And the other example you gave was your Airtable system. You gave the example of when you are looking for deals and you basically have the entire process in extreme detail written from start to finish, all the information that your team needs in order to complete each step. And then you also have a time in that little process where you step in and get involved. And we also talked about your process for hiring team members for your acquisitions team. Find them on Upwork, select leaders in LinkedIn for marketing, investor relations, Craigslist, or LinkedIn. And you talked about how you have specific lists of questions that you ask during your interviews, but you also have four to five different characteristics, different qualities you want of a team member. All of those are ranked from most important to not as important, but still important. And then you're able to use those to score each of your candidates. And that helps you make sure you're hiring the right candidates who are right fit for your business. And then lastly, your best ever advice, which is kind of coming full circle to the beginning, which is to think about the syndication as a business. It's a syndication business. Don't just focus all of your efforts on getting one deal done. And then all of your efforts on getting the second deal done. Put systems and processes in place so that once you've done that first deal, the next deals kind of fall like dominoes. So again, 
Thanks for talking to me today, Ellie. Lots of great information. Again, make sure you check her out at ellieperlman.com. Best of listeners, thank you for listening. Have the best of her day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.